and welcome to the British Continental Podcast, brought to you by Continental. Continental have been supporters of the domestic road scene for over 25 years. The go-to tyre brand for elite riders, from the off-camber cobbled corners of the Durham Tour Series to the farm tracks of the Cycle Classic. Hello, I'm Denny Gray and welcome to the first episode of our Tour of Britain Diaries. After each stage, we'll be bringing you daily audio diaries from British Continental riders and staff, giving you unparalleled insight into the race from the perspective of the domestic teams. We have three regular diarists lined up, Canyon DHB Sun God's Rory Townsend, a previous podcast interviewee, one of the best domestic riders around and winner of the Sprints jersey at the 2019 Tour of Britain. Joining Rory is British racing legend Colin Sturgis, currently DS at the Ribble Weldtype Pro Cycling Team. Colin, of course, was a world champion on the track and a national champion on the road, and was DS for Madison Genesis at the Tour of Britain back in 2018. And finally, we have Andy Turner, who rides for the Swift Carbon Pro Cycling Team. Andy is a Tour of Britain debutant, so he will be coming into the race wide-eyed. We'll also be grabbing ad hoc dispatches from elsewhere in the peloton. And in today's episode, these come from breakaway hero Jacob Scott of the Canyon DHB Sun God team and 19-year-old Great Britain rider Bob Donaldson, who had an impressive 11th on today's stage. Before we hear from this fantastic five, let's wrap up the stage briefly. The break of the day featured Jacob Scott, who we've just mentioned, along with fellow Brits Max Walker of Trinity Racing and Oliver Stockwell from the Great Britain national team. They were joined by South Africa's Nick Lamini from Team Quebeca Next Hash and US national champion Joey Ruskoff of Rally Cycling. Scott was the most successful of the five, coming home with both the Skoda King of the Mountains jersey, a jersey he won outright in the 2019 edition of the race, and the Red Iceberg Sprints jersey. They were all eventually swept up on the run into Bodmin, where, perhaps inevitably, Wout van Aert sprinted to victory on the steep finish, with Niels Eekhoff from Team DSM Gonzalo Serrano from Movistar and home favourite Ethan Hayter from the Ineos Grenadiers following him in. Just two seconds behind, our audio diarist Rory Townsend was the best domestic rider, finishing a fine fifth. Bob Donaldson was 11th and James Shaw 12th and they also finished on the same time as Rory. Our other audio diarist Andy Turner attempted to get into the break early on but ultimately had to settle for a team role coming home in 89th. Now, over to our dispatches. We hear first from Colin Sturgis, whose team had a topsy-turvy day, as he explains. Hi, this is your stage one report from the 2021 Tour of Britain. It's Colin Sturgis, DS4 Ribble Well Tight Pro Cycling. Um, how would you best describe our day? Um, one of those days, I think, sums it up. Um, unfortunately, we had three riders go down in a early smash um big old pile up 20 odd riders uh compression point on the road and um dan and matt and charles unfortunately came off uh, pretty badly thankfully none of them seriously hurt but uh, a lot of damage to bikes and wheel changes and multiple changes uh, so there was a lot of delay managed to get matt and dan back on with um with a fair old chase um but poor charles unfortunately um was just left um and by the time we got him up and running 
changed bike again. The derailleur exploded, uh, and the poor guy was, yeah, just left in no man's land. We did what we could for him, uh, and then we had to go forward, obviously, to cover the race, and we left our second DS, Sean, with Charles. Um, and, yeah, fair credit to him, you know, he battled on, um, and thankfully the um, the peloton just uh, just rode, you know, pretty steady, pretty controlled, and uh, Charles eventually came back. So, full credit to the guy, full credit to um, the police here and the race organisation, the race directors and race marshals uh, for looking after Charles. You know, it's it's one of those things. It's it's really difficult when you know a rider is is way out the back and you've starting to get people coming onto the roads and things like that and um yeah all i can say is people you know if you're spectating please just have a little bit of patience it may be you know two or three minutes you have to wait but those two or three minutes are really really important you know we had a couple of close shaves and poor charles was pretty emotional at the finish so um yeah um was i satisfied with the stage well nobody wants to see anybody rolling around in the bushes um but yeah, you know, James um, James Shaw finishing up there, uh, the front half of the bunch in 12th place, um, didn't lose much time at all. Um, you know, if you look at a, a photo finish, you can see him up there with uh, Alaphilippe and, you know, some big boys. So, again, pretty happy with James's performance uh, and the other guys for, you know, doing the job for him. You know, we're looking at this in a very professional sense. You know, we're looking at the guys that, um, you know, aren't there for a stage win or aren't there for GC to basically do domestic duties, and they do them really, really well. Um, and I think big shout-out has to go to one of the oldest guys in the uh, in the bunch. He'll hate me for that saying that, but Simon Wilson, you know, an amazing ride. The guy's 41. He's an absolute powerhouse in the TTs and a day like today shouldn't really suit him, you know, up and down and, oh man, what a day. But yeah, great ride by Simon. Um, so yeah, at the moment, you know, GC is good. Um, I think, you know, tomorrow will be pretty much the same. We're, we're not looking for uh, any heroics. We're not looking to get up the road. We're not looking for any of the intermediate jerseys, what we are doing is laying the foundation for that leader's jersey, if at all possible. Um, you know, don't lose any more time tomorrow. Keep James up there. Keep everybody as fresh as possible. And then we hit stage three uh, as hard as we can. You know, that's why we've come to this Tour of Britain with, you know, absolute, absolute sort of focus on the Tour of Britain, uh, on the team time trial. Um, and, yeah, I think we have a really good chance of a fantastic ride there. We may not win it. Um, but I think we will definitely, definitely, you know, push the um, push the winners close. So I'm going to sign off. Um, a couple of my riders are back now. Um, I'm going to debrief, and um, I'm actually staring at a, a very icy, cold glass of beer that has my name on it. So I'm going to drink it. Right. Call again tomorrow, and all the very best. Hooray. Jacob Scott's exploits in the break made it a fine first day for the Canyon DHB Sun God team. He was interviewed after the stage by Ollie Gray from our partner Hunt Bike Wheels. Here is what he had to say. All right, Jacob. So obviously had a pretty good day today. Um, what was it your intention to get in the breakaway? Was that part of the part of the plan this morning? Um, I'd say it was part of the team's plan. Uh, I was. I'm st- I still am but I was 50-50 this morning whether I really wanted to go for it. 
and that's a kind of it, it's funny but I kind of let the, the race decide a little bit so um, Tom had gone for uh, a few efforts to try and get away and then we'd we tried to go with the original plan of getting two of us in there um, but when I when I attempted to do that it didn't it didn't work it didn't work out the way I planned it um, so then the race kicked off again and um, basically then yeah I think it was Nick Dummy who was one of the first people to attack and uh, we he went up the road, there was another person chipped across and then another person chipped across. And then I saw Max on the right, he was trying to go and he got boxed in by a couple of lads and basically I had the, I had the open gap. Yeah. So that's kind of what I mean by letting the race decide. I thought, yeah, I'll best go now, you know. We obviously want to be representing the break. That was on the cards for me today, you know. If that opportunity does come, then, you know, I'll definitely roll with it and... Yeah, you know, I had I had that gap, and I think the GB lad came over with me, and yeah, that was. Yeah, great yeah. For, obviously, for we day. saw we saw Tom try and get into it, and then obviously you ended up making it, and it was just an opportunity thing, really. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah. Um, obviously, once you've made it into the break, you know you've come away with two jerseys, so we'll sort of get to that. But talk talk to maybe how how the stage was for you. Did you uh, once you were in the move? Did did you start to think, okay, this is my day? Like, yeah, I how, mean, how were the how first, tough were the battles themselves? The, the first KOM went absolutely perfectly, and um, the difference with the first KOM was, and the third KOM was that you could kind of actually see the finish line, mm-hmm. whereas the second one, I think it caught all of us out in the uh, in the group we were in. To be honest, like we came right, it was steeper into the into the KOM point uh, but it kind of went round to the right and no one could see the finish So, we, and we weren't sure if it was like 100, 200 metres away or, or what so it was I won't say that was luck of the game but um, it was yeah I definitely had the wrong gear selection for that so you know that could have <laughs> that, that could have made a, a bit of a difference um, yeah we saw you sit down mid-sprint yeah mid-sprint I was again, like yeah and yeah I think the Trinity lad just lunged me on the line I was like oh definitely mess that one up uh, but no the first one went well and I thought oh, me and me and the Trinity lad's going to be on the same points and I knew Nick had Nick had chipped his chain before um, so I had wondered where he'd actually finished in the in the first one but it turns out I don't think he scored any points um, but yeah the, I, I mean the, that's the thing with like the, the first one you know obviously when you win it easy you don't know, really know who's who is quite battling for it the second one I figured out exactly who was battling for yeah. it. Yeah, and was, was that spoken? Was were there any no, discussions no, around like, that? Or? We were obviously we were speaking about it earlier. You know, it was a very quiet breakaway. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think people just kind of wanted to get on onto the point of literally getting all the if the jerseys or the classifications out of the way, if you will. Because yeah. yeah, we were working quite well until then. I think we had like three minutes and. I suppose when it's the first stage, there is there is no set dynamic. There is yeah, exactly. Take the yeah. Lead. There's no. Uh, but I mean, the sprints were much easier by yeah, the, the, the yeah the sprints were much easier I didn't think anybody there would beat me on the flat anyway I yeah. mean I, I, I haven't watched anything back I don't know exactly if anyone or who was actually trying for it but yeah I think um, the, the KOM points were obviously a little bit difficult but oh, a little bit harder but I think um, if it comes down to more sprints over the next next days or throughout this week then yeah. I'll be a bit quicker how I mean, it seems like an obvious thing to say. It was a near perfect day, but how how satisfied are you with that day? Is that? Um, I mean, oh, I'm satisfied just because. There, right? I mean, you never. The way I see it, you never want to go in a break and not bring anything out of it. Mm. Like you know, as daft as we sound, 
as daft as it sounds now, we said like at, at the beginning of the race slash beginning of the day, you know, there's always that possibility of a breakaway staying away into Britain. And that could be the first stage. Uh, when Fivers went up the road, I was a bit like, it's probably not going to be today, to be fair. Uh, but I'm here, I'm represented, so mm. what's the best opportunity to get out of it? And we'd spoke about the sprints and we spoke about the KOM. So ended up, ended up going for both. <laughs> and that sort of brings us round to, to, to really the big question is, how do you play this now? How do you uh, how do you defend both? Do you attack one? I mean, without giving too much away, obviously. We've I mean, some chats on the bus. Yeah, but I mean, how do you go next? I just think like kind of what we discussed. You know, it opens the the reason the other reason I went for both is that it opens up options. You know, we've we've discussed the race and what we think it's possibly going to play like, but oh, I think it's literally same as same as this morning tomorrow. You know, you kind of decide on the road a bit yeah. if if you know if you know the peloton decides well, sometimes it. the road will decide yeah you, so. yeah and the peloton decides it itself doesn't it so yeah like, but like i said both both options are, are good and we'll just see see where it takes me cool all right jake thanks very much we'll Cheers. see see how it goes um okay. back, back over to you denny thanks ollie Tour of Britain debutant Andy Turner was a little starstruck at the beginning of the race and then managed to get a chain ring up his bottom on what was an eventful day, as he explains here. Hey, Andy here. Uh, back at the hotel now. Um, yeah, stage was good. Slightly uh, starstruck at the start with Alaphilippe, Cav and Van Aert there. Uh, rolling out of the finish, uh, start with them. Um, tried going from the gun, basically, in breaks didn't really stick it was hard for the first 15 minutes really um then it settled down when a few riders got away uh it was pretty chilled out to be honest a lot more controlled than the volta in portugal um but then when the road narrowed there was quite a big pile up crash uh lots of riders went down i got a chain ring to the arse and uh tire burn to the shin um so that's my socks ruined skin suit survived uh had a rear wheel change got going again and then front spoke went and the wheel wobbling managed to loosen my front brake so then it was bike change time on like the most up and down twisty bit of this course so (laughs) sitting on the bumper of the car was not that easy but it flattened out and it was easy enough to get back in through the convoy then and then, yeah, it was pretty controlled throughout the day. Um, we didn't get anyone in the break, unfortunately. Ross, Ollie and myself tried. And then come the finish, it was, we knew what it was like. having looked at it the night before on online, Street View and such. And we had a good idea of how steep it was coming up to there. I think Alex was in the top 20. So that was a good ride for him on like, a finish that doesn't particularly suit him perfectly with it flattening out over the top. But yeah, there's a few cuts and scrapes on a few of the riders, but overall, we're all pretty good. And yeah, eating, resting, getting cleaned and getting ready for the next day. Next up, Rory Townsend describes what was an excellent start to the race for him. Hi, mate. Um, Looking ahead to this week, um, I come in this year looking at trying to get some stage results as opposed to getting out the road and doing the jersey. I kind of feel like I, you know, having completed that objective last, um, in 2019, last time we did this race, um, I'm sort of looking to other things. Um, and I'm desperate for a move 
a move up um, to a higher level te- team. Um, you know, Canyon have been, Canyon DHB have been so supportive with me and, and Tim as well. And, you know, it's, it's sort of one of his objectives to try and help me um, realise that. And, you know, for that objective to become a reality, it's it's more about placing well on stages um, as opposed to uh, going after a jersey, I think. So that's where I'm going to put um, the bulk of my um, attention uh, towards. So, yeah, I came into it hoping... I mean, you know, hoping for two podium finishes on stages, which would, which is a massive sort of, um, you know, which would be huge if it, <clears throat> if I was able to achieve that. So today, for example, was kind of one of my target stages. Um, and yeah, with a fifth, fifth place finish today, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really happy with that, especially looking at the guys who are, who, uh, who are around me in the finish. Um, and I don't really feel like I could have done much more on the day. Um, in the end, I was I was pretty much crawling over the line. It was just, you know, good positioning that got me that got me in with a shout. So um, there was a lot of sort of ducking and diving and, and following, um, you know, kind of the bigger teams and, and picking off them. Um, so I was I was sat on the Ineos train with two two kilometres to go, and and that pulled me into a fairly good position. And when the sprint opened up. A few guys kicked quite hard on the climb, like uh, Alaphilippe and Zolo, and I didn't I didn't follow them because I knew it kind of dragged over the top, and I was hoping I'd just pick people off. So instead of like it being a sprint as such, I treated it more as like a, I suppose a five hundred meter time trial, um, and that was kind of how I went into it. So so yeah, um, I think tomorrow's stage is another one that I'm that I'm sort of have my eyes on. Um, I'm hoping to go well again, and then. Also, stage six as well is a potential is a potential target day. So, those are the kind of ones I'm looking at. Um, with regards to GC and stuff, it's not really part of our plan for this year, purely because um, we just haven't we're just not competitive enough on a team time trial basis. Um, uh, not for a lack of uh, not for a lack of power or anything like that, or it's just for a lack of. Um, uh, practice i suppose like none of us have ridden a tt bike for apart from max for probably since the last tour of britain um and we haven't had a chance to practice on them this year either so that's going to put us at a bit of a disadvantage um so yeah we'll focus on the individual stages um and try and pick some of those off so we've all got different um qualities and there's um there's, uh, I think there's a few stages that, you know, all of us can, can have it, have a good dig at. So, um, yeah, looking forward to, uh, to the rest of the week. And last but no means least, Bob Donaldson's 11th place was perhaps one of the most surprising and impressive results of the day. His teammate and breakaway man, Ollie Stockwell, puts the questions to him here. Hi everyone, it's me, Bob, again. We're at Tour of Britain answering some questions for British Continental. We've got Ollie behind here who's spent the day in the break. Asking him. Yeah. You were a late call up to Tour of Britain. How prepared are you feeling for the eight tough stages around the UK? Well, yeah, it was a late call up. Um, Sam and Alfie unfortunately tested positive for coronavirus. Um, it's probably a false positive, so that's good. But I'm here now, and we've just come off Tour 11 here. And after a little rest after that, I'm probably in some of the best shape all year, so yeah. Tell us about today's stage. Like, what was the plan going into it, and how did it play out for you? 
Uh, the plan going into it was for one of us to get in the break. Holly did that quite well, so went so good so far. And then we knew it was going to be a hard day, but we didn't know what the, the teams wanted for the finish. It turns out they wanted a sprint, so yeah, I was just seeing how I was feeling across the day and felt quite good, I guess. Describe the last few Ks in the, in particular. Well, didn't actually look at the last final at all before the stage, so that's probably my bad. But yeah, it was a fast running. There was a crash about 5k to go, and I got caught behind that, but luckily Tom Gloge and I managed to get back on my friend from Toil Avenir, so yeah, that went well. And then it dragged up for the last like 3k with a gnarly finale. Um, so yeah, and then it's, I just, I was in the best position, but I managed to just go about a K to go and just work my way up the bunch and finish 11. So yeah, it's quite good for me. You must be pretty satisfied with the result. Is it your biggest to date? Yeah, it's probably my biggest result. Um, I've spent a lot of the year working for others, so it's nice to get a result finally. It's, it would have wanted to get that top 10, you know, but I've got things I could work on, so yeah, quite happy with that. You're also pretty high on GC now. Plenty more stages to go, but what do you think you can get out of the out of the race? GC-wise, I'm not so sure, but hopefully just a couple more breakaways. Well, getting a break on a day, and I like that finish, you know, the grippy day, and then uphill finish kind of suits me, so. And I think there is a few more of them, so we'll see how we go. Got Ollie, maybe for the hillier days, but tomorrow's a pretty hilly day, so yeah. We'll see how we go, basically. It's gonna be a hard race. Hopefully I've got good legs, but yeah. Cheers, it's all from us. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then please do leave us a nice review. You can subscribe on all the usual channels and you can follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at British Conti and on Instagram, we are at the British Continental. And please do visit our website for more interviews, journals, previews and news at thebritishcontinental.co.uk.